tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now... Let the buzz begin! Hey guys, welcome into the Manhattan After Show, right here on AfterBuzzTV.com, Season 1, Episode 7, The New World. I'm your host, Bobby DeMiro, joined, of course, by my co-host, Marissa Serafini. Hey, Marissa. Hello, Bobby. Welcome, I would say welcome back. We were back together last week, so I guess it feels normal. But welcome into another week of Manhattan. It just gets more complicated, and the war actually gets put on the back burner a little bit. No pun intended with a nuclear reactor burner yeah um i'm glad that didn't happen an incredible amount of cheating today on the show or quasi cheating some people straight on some people flirting with it either way a lot of lines being crossed this was war one of the more emotionally uh centered episodes rather than like all the technical things that are going on it was really just about relationships yeah and this was one of the more i thought one of the better episodes actually we do this show because we want to do world war ii and history in the war this one wasn't that much history in the war and anything like that this was just straight up character development but it's necessary and i liked it although i'm frustrated with a lot of people in this show but we'll talk about them oh yeah absolutely (laughs) i mean I like it because sometimes we just have to focus on the people rather than all the situations that are happening. Yeah. So Yeah, well, let's, let's focus on the people. And actually, let's talk about the one situation, the one actual war-like thing, which is with Charlie and Helen. We'll get to Charlie and Helen's relationship in a second. But let's start with the nuclear reactor and Theodore Sinclair. We learn he's not just a secretary and underling, but because of his race, he's not respected. However, he's a very smart guy that yeah. nobody's listening to. And he's an actual legit physicist. Yeah. And I, I found that that was, I mean, we kind of had hints that he knew what was going on last week, but they didn't really t- touch upon the fact that he has a legit title. Yeah. And I liked how they used his, um, you know, abilities and his knowledge. And because, you know, that that's what, you know, we see in every episode that's the inequality, whether it be race or gender. But the fact that he stood up and actually, you know, helped what was going to go down literally burn up in flames but um the the fact that like he used his intellect for you know the greater purpose and and it was interesting to hear helen talk about the dichotomy of during the war she's more respected because of what she does with her gender and then talking about theodore's race and saying any college will hire a black man before he hires they hire a woman hire a woman um so theodore i guess maybe it will get better for him and we know historically racially it starts to get better not immediately but obviously racial times have gotten have improved from the 40s and 50s and then 60s yeah. um but gender equality still hasn't yet and, 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 and you could argue race still hasn't yet in a lot of ways too yeah. but it's better than it was mm-hmm. um but that's the, the crux of it with theodore is he's got this information to give and then he kind of gives it to helen and charlie and, and smuggles it out and says here's this letter here's this envelope give this to frank winter he needs to know this stuff i can't get it out of here you guys are my only hope. Mm-hmm. So we will see what's actually in the, the letter. letter. I don't know if Charlie read it because Charlie had kind of an uh, uh, an epiphany at the end of the episode about what to do with you know fuel and if plutonium was pure and all that kind of stuff. So he had an epiphany. Maybe he read it or whatever. 
whatever it was, something important is in that letter, and Lord knows Frank's going to solve it. He's the perfect guy to get it to. Oh, absolutely. And the fact that Charlie, because he knows all these chemical properties and whatnot, but then when he was actually crunching the numbers, he was forced under pressure to realize what goes with and, like, the mixtures and proper ratio of, you know, that was a lot of numbers thrown. But the fact that he knows what chemicals can mix with what and, like, the temperature and all, yeah. all those technical things added to it, he realizes something that could apply to his project. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens with him. And it's interesting to see Helen and Charlie's different disciplines in their work. Before we talk about the relationship, in the work, they're both very concerned with Theodore. They're both very concerned with what's going on in Tennessee, the situation with the reactor and how it almost blew up, up. melted <laughs> down. Um, but they're both very different in their work. And Helen's much less disciplined and sort of follows after Frank and is a little more – not I shouldn't say less disciplined, but a little more freeform thinking, a little more does what she has to do. When they go to put in the last chain in the reactor, mm-hmm. Helen goes and does it and she's like, whatever, you know, somebody had to do it. Now at least there's a woman doing it. Charlie would never consider it because it reflects on him and it reflects poorly. And I was going to say – and also the fact that she mentioned that she was a woman and might as well be part of history. She has more to gain than Charlie would because yeah. – he already is already set just because of his race and gender and um, you know cr- credentials that he's already set on a higher pedestal than Helen is. So any opportunity that would elevate Helen in any way in the society would make her more you know more acceptable of the things that she's doing and make her a little bit more open to yes this thing might burn down but I'm still going to be a part of history. Yeah, and and it'll be remain to be seen. I know they averted disaster today in Tennessee. It'll remain to be seen if those idiots in the factory ever end up changing and doing what they need to do and actually listen to Charlie and Helen's recommendations down the road. Or just listen to the people their employees already. Yeah. I mean despite yeah. race and or anything it's just like you have the people that you have the intellect and use it and, I, and you know get off your high horse i can't see i can't see the factory manager that guy running a show doing that so yeah. i don't know if there's going to be I another problem fired. i don't i don't really want to like go back to tennessee i don't know if that's the crux of the problem but i got to believe there's something else going on here and something else needs to change maybe we see theodore some more maybe we're not done with him maybe he comes to los alamos or something like that but there's something else with tennessee that hasn't been resolved yet because mm-hmm. yeah they averted disaster one time but the manager, the factory manager, hasn't learned anything. Nope. You know, he just he may have just had his kind of hat handed to him on this particular case, but that doesn't mean he totally changed his personality. The last time he saw Charlie, Charlie was drunk. So it's not like the factory manager respects Charlie and Helen so much that he's going to totally change his reform. ways. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> that's I, not going to happen. I agree, and I mean, we only had this one situation with, uh, you know, they averted disaster, but I feel like there's more storylines because we know all these different plants. I mean, they're just out technically one location in Tennessee. There are two other plants, so maybe they'll go to other places in Tennessee to find out more problems and figure out more situations. Yeah, you know? yeah, we'll see. Um, speaking of, let's talk about Charlie and Helen, though, because we're talking about this situation a little bit. What do you think about the two of them together? Who, first off, does Helen explicitly know that Charlie is married? Um, that's hard to tell because it doesn't seem like Helen has crossed paths with Abby at any point, given they're on two completely different groups. But I do think that she knows because we know Helen's just like a person who she's um I wouldn't say prostitute <laughs> but you know she she goes after men all yeah. the time d- despite she's whether assertive. they're yeah very assertive, despite whether they're married or whatever so she's she's just in it for the pleasure but I'm not sure if she actually knows that Charlie is married but didn't he did 
Was there a moment where he did clarify that he is married? I thought there was a moment, but I'm just curious about what exactly she knows and, and when she knew what she knows. You know, I feel like it's like an impeachment trial of a senator who's been cheating. <laughs> when did you know what you know? Um, I guess I'm just I'm just want to clarify because she's very assertive is the right word. And she's very I don't know. We don't know how sexual she is because we never saw that. But we do know that she's. It seems to me that she can remove sex and romance and feelings like she did with that that army guy in the mm-hmm. car. Yeah. And he was kind of like, I'm dating, whatever. And she's like, we're not dating. Like she's there for a need, for a physical need. And then she can go and forget about it. She has an itch. Yeah, she's got an itch. And she's – whatever you want to say about people like that, she can remove it emotionally. I don't think Charlie can remove it emotionally, so he shouldn't get involved. No. Um are we to assume that they did not get involved? There was like a there was like a, a vision. There, well, there was that quick moment when they were making out, but I wasn't sure if that was just a who. I know, think thing, I think it was a vision. He yeah, jumped yeah. up or like he thought of it. I think that's what but it, it was. didn't happen because it quickly cut to him just you know. They're staring blank into the Yeah, and in a fog. And I think yeah. he was in the fog because he was thinking about that and was like, either this could happen, this shouldn't happen, I want it. whatever he was thinking. He was thinking about it and then he kind of snapped out of it and he was like, the wrong brothers, you mean the right brothers, the right and that brothers. was that situation. Right. So I think that was just a vision. I don't think it explicitly happened. I don't, yeah, I don't think Charlie actually cheated. Good. They, they, they were drinking together, but I don't think they actually went all the way. Although, let's be honest, if you're married... You can't go to another person of the opposite sex's hotel room and drink. Well, you can, but you shouldn't. No, I know that's just inappropriate. Yeah, you <laughs> physically can. Yeah, but that's just that's that crosses the line already. You know, mm-hmm. that's already something. If my wife did that to me, if I were married, I'd be like, that's unacceptable. You know, like you can't yeah. be doing that. And and it's also the way that Helen just initiated it. Yeah. She's like, I have booze. Let's go have a fun time. Yeah. So I mean, I. I think he did think about it, but he didn't go through with it. Yeah, which is good. I mean, I guess you give him a half point for that. I mean, I got to give it to Charlie if he didn't <laughs> go all the way. I mean, I was actually expecting him to sleep with Helen. I, I kind of was, too. I didn't expect the other one with Abby. We'll talk about that in a second. What? But uh, any any forward-going repercussions with Helen, we see Helen with uh, her lab mate, with the British guy. We see them together at the very end, and he's like, you want a drink? And she's like, let's just skip the drink. So we know what happens there. Mm-hmm. We know what that means. So I am to believe that Helen has moved on to her next itch. She had an itch in Tennessee. It didn't get scratched. Nope. She's on to her next itch. It's going to get scratched here, pardon the bad pun. But that happened, and she's going to probably forget about Charlie, I would imagine. Totally, yeah. And he turns down the drink in Los Alamos for what it's worth. She wants to have another drink when they get home, maybe because she's going to try that because she needs that. He says no. She immediately goes to the next guy and says let's go oh he's not interested yeah goes right down the roster next person yeah which is hey man i i I applaud you for doing it that's Helen. yeah if you can if you can do it if you can keep them straight and never you know mess up their names or anything yeah or maybe you can you don't care if you mess up their names well she she doesn't care because it seems like she's the person who sleeps with one person move on never talk to them again which hey Okay. That's what she Kind does. of a predator. That's the way it is. Very much a predator. She's very much a type A, you know, kind of whatever in a lot of different ways. And that's one of them. And she's ahead of her time in a lot of ways. And that may come back to bite her in the ass. But as of right now. I feel it will. <laughs> as of right now, Charlie goes clean. This for Charlie might be good because not that he not that he had any shortchanging of love, of love with Abby to begin with. But... This, I think, reminded him what she means to him. Little does he know what she did, but this will remind him how much she means to him. And he kind of did it at the end. He kind of really got in with her, gave her a big hug, and then he's like, I have to go to the office. But I think he had a moment there where he was like, oh, crap, I almost made a huge mistake. 
I can't do that. Exactly. And it shows that we've seen all these episodes. Charlie is really just focusing on the career. He's losing touch with his wife. You know, there's some separation there. And then this one situation literally thrown at him realizes what he has. He appreciates appreciates it and realize he can't lose that because yeah. if he loses that then all he has is the project yeah yeah he and can't. that's and that may not even be enough for him knowing how strongly he feels about abby exactly. um so let's talk abby what do you make of this <laughs> oh, with abby. elodie with this french woman um i guess first well let's let's ask the same question okay. we asked about charlie and helen we asked if charlie and helen actually went and did it and we we kind of say no did abby and elodie actually do it I think so, yes. Okay. I, I mean, it's very surprising because I did not expect that from Abby. But also, Elodie, like, helped initiate that. She was the one that went in for the kiss. And the fact, I think Elodie, she's been there longer than Abby has. So yeah. we know that Elodie's probably alone. Lonely. She had an itch to scratch. And Elodie is a little smarter. Uh, smarter is maybe not the right word. I'm giving mm-hmm. her too much credit when she does something nefarious. First off, Helen probably knew Charlie was married, but we didn't explicitly know if she did. Abby, ex- or, or excuse me, Elodie explicitly knew yeah. that Abby was married. So you you know you're cheating. Le- lesbian cheating is still cheating. It is still there's a, cheating. There's a lot of guys who are like, hey, those two together is hot. I'd watch it. Ha, ha, ha. It, it's still, you're still cheating. <laughs> but even, yeah, back at that time, and they, I mean, they were single only at that point, single, you know, yeah. having fun on the night out, but then I didn't expect Elodie to take it to that level because we just saw her literally minutes before look out for her best friend and then take advantage of her. Yeah. So she wouldn't let anyone else take advantage of Abby, but she did. Yeah, which is – that's a great point. It's a, that's a really weird sort of parallel that this guy couldn't do it, but she can. And it's almost like – and I'm totally speculating. We don't know this for a fact because we barely know Elodie. It's almost like because Elodie has been there for so long, she understands how to play the game. And if you're going to – if you have an itch to scratch at Los Alamos and hubby's working all the time, scratch the itch with another woman because no one will draw attention to that. Women are hanging out all the time anyways. The, this group of wives with Reed Akeley's wife and all these other people hang out all the time. So if you hang out with another woman all the time, nobody will throw up a red flag and say, wait a minute. If you're hanging out with another man all the time... That's then a little weird. That's red flag. So if I don't know if Abby's into it, but Elodie probably sees this as an opportunity to be getting some on the regular yeah. and not raise up any red flags or concerns. Because they're both married women, they can hang out, and what's the big deal? I don't know if Abby was getting into it. She definitely allowed it to happen. Mm-hmm. But also, Abby, at this point, was feeling lonely, too. So it was just like two lonely people together. Yeah, which is dangerous. Very dangerous. Super dangerous when you're in that situation, when your your significant other is mentally or emotionally or whatever far away and you don't have access to what you want super dangerous um but i I don't even know what else to say about elodie do we see elodie as an evil person for doing this i mean this is still this is still wrong it's just as wrong as if charlie and helen would do it right It, it is wrong but i wouldn't say evil per se because we did before they even went out um for that fun night we saw elodie explain like her whole background that you know her family situation she was lonely she she's been alone for the most of her life yeah so i think it was just it might have also been just abby feeling some sympathy towards her as well interesting a little bit of pity and i think abby just needed physical contact i know she was really drunk and she'd been 
drugged on some level, perhaps. It was 80 proof, they said. But even so... Definitely drunk. (laughs) They never... We never... The guy, she never saw him actually get the drink. And so she was so messed up. And Elodie was like, what are you doing to him? What would you do to her? What would you do to her? Um, He might have drugged it or spiked it or something in another way. Anyway, so Abby was messed up. And Abby Mm -hmm. got messed up very quickly. Well, she's a lightweight. I don't think Abby's the kind of person who goes out partying all the time. She's not. But, like, you'd have to take more than one drink. You know what I mean? She took like a sip and then they started dancing and she got real woozy. And there were no cuts. It was but like one specific, it one long. It also just been the editing, like time lapse throughout the night. Because we do I didn't see get the, feeling the of a night time progressed lapse. really fast. It did, but I didn't get the feeling of a time lapse. That's what I was looking for. And it was like she took the drink from the guy. She took the drink. She was like, oh, you know, and closed her eyes. And then they started dancing and she was wasted. And it was immediate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, okay, that's... Well, something, something was wrong about that. I, I would have liked to have seen a time lapse. Yeah, I can't speak too much for her, but maybe she's just a lightweight. She's not used to going out because uh, maybe. even Elodie coaxed her, hey, it's like, take off your ring. Yeah. You're single tonight. Yeah. So I think it was just Which like is another bad thing. You're never added factors to... When you're married, if you want to go out with your girlfriend or whatever, okay, but you're not single for the night. That's mm-hmm. another thing. Elodie has a different moral structure. Maybe part <laughs> of it is she's French, she's from Europe, and maybe there is a different cultural thing between france and america or whatever but she's got a different moral structure that is like nah you can't do that stuff not here (laughs) this isn't the way it works tonight we're having fun yeah you can't be like that you can have fun but you can't be like oh we're single take off the ring let's act like single it's like no no no. you made a commitment into a marriage like Mm -hmm. you can't act like a single girl but when you literally take the symbol symbol i know that's bad that's very bad and she's and she's i mean she's dragging you take the ring off that's kind of expected what yeah. At the end of the night. No, and and you're dragging Abby down a really dangerous path if mm-hmm. you're Elodie because Abby's impressionable. She's lonely. She's that's dangerous. She's new to the area. She yeah. doesn't know people. That's really dangerous. And Charlie is going to be none the wiser because he's working all the time. So you have when you have means and opportunity, look out. Yep. Look out. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm like a detective. Means and opportunity, motive. No, I think that's just being smart. Yeah, I know. That's anybody. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This is relationship talk with Bobby and Marissa. Yep. Um, if you're in a relationship like this, tweet us. Don't heads up. Do it. Uh, yeah, don't do it. Just cut it <laughs> just off. Don't do it. Just cut it off. Um, and that's the other thing. I mean, and I know that Abby, in, in Abby's situation, in Charlie's situation, in Frank's situation, which we'll talk about again, if you're going to cheat on that level, just end the relationship. And the problem with these is, is when you get married, you can't just end the relationship. It takes time. It takes a different situation. If they were just dating, you'd want Charlie to be like, hey, Abby, sorry, it's not going to work out, whatever. But mm-hmm. when you're married like this, it complicates it a thousand times more because you can't just do that. If you're yeah. if you're in our situation dating and you see somebody and you're like, oh, I like this person more, you call up your boyfriend or girlfriend and you say, hey, bad news, we can't be together, is, is the honorable thing honorable that you but should do also the times that all this is happening is like back in the 40s exactly. Com- relationships were completely different at this time and they got the ring and hardly people ever divorced at that time. i know that's the other problem is you just what do you stick it out you don't divorce where's abby gonna go if they divorce what's gonna happen you know what i mean yeah, well, no, nothing for her because she doesn't have a PhD. Yeah. I mean, she she goes back to Charlie's mom and dad. the one. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which she doesn't probably doesn't want to do anyways. I know she wants to get out of Los Alamos, but she doesn't want to go back to mom mm-hmm. and dad. So she puts herself in this really bad position. You know, Charlie does too. But both of them put themselves in terrible positions, making terrible decisions. And then Abby is at a Abby is at a crossroads, and Charlie is too with Helen. But really, Abby's at a crossroads. She can either go down the Elodie path, which is. Eh, a little looser morals, let's have some fun, very dangerous. Or she can go to the other path and say, 
I'm, I'm with my husband. Forget this. This is never happening again. Not even close. I'm never taking the ring off and going out again. <laughs> yeah. But she can't sit in the middle. She can't go back and forth. She has to decide one or the other because if she sits in the middle, it's going to tear her apart literally. And also I feel like Abby's codependent as well. So yeah. she needs someone in her life to – and Charlie needs someone to so, and I think that's why Charlie and Abby actually do work together because they start in each other out. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, we'll see about that. <laughs> we shall see. I don't know. There's a lot of predictions to be Who's had. Who's going to find out first? Let's just wait on the predictions. I don't yeah. even. Let's wait on those. Let's get to our third topic, which is our third cheater of the day. Congratulations! Come on down, Frank Winter. <laughs> so many cheaters. So much cheating. Um, Dang. So Frank and Paloma are a thing, were a thing. Were a thing. Had a thing, was a thing. There was a thing involved. Had a fling. The thing was a fling. The, the fling was, was a thing. The thing was a fling. Okay. Over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, whatever it was, they had a thing. And they don't now because Paloma quit. We learn about Paloma's, what was it, her brother. Her brother died in the Pacific. Yeah. Coast. Which is interesting that... that that may be – I don't know anything about this portion of World War II history. I know about Navajo code talkers. Everybody kind of knows about that. Right. But I don't know about Native Americans and just minorities in general in World War II and how they were treated in the Pacific Theater and stuff like that because they alluded to the fact that they don't bring the body home. And I didn't know if it was a racial thing or just a policy thing in World War II at that time because I know a lot of bodies came home. Yeah, a lot of bodies came home, so, but they, also they, it was the ritual that they did and yeah. just their culture that they can't let outsiders witness a family affair that they had to have close relatives involved and not, you know, Frank. Yeah. Yeah, poor Frank. But, I'm sure he would have liked to have been there. Maybe not. Um, I mean, that's, if it's for Paloma, you can tell because they have a more of a connection than we realize. Yeah. That he wants to be there for Paloma. That's you remember Silence of the Lambs. You're like the movie queen, so of course you remember <laughs> Silence. This is a stupid question. I'm sorry. Let's pretend I didn't ask it. Oh goodness. But remember what uh, they say in Silence of the Lambs. What Anthony Hopkins says. What? Do, how do you covet? How do you begin to covet? You covet what you see. I mm-hmm. use that quote all the time. You covet what you see every day, which was Buffalo Bill's first murder in Silence of the Lambs. He saw that girl every day. It was in his neighborhood. Yes. It's the same situation without murder with Frank and Paloma. How do you begin to covet? You covet what you see every day. And Frank sees her every day for however long she was working with him. We, we've seen scenes with him in the car where he's talking to her knowing she doesn't speak English so he can let all of his secrets out. Um, but you covet what you see every day. And he begins to covet her. And then that goes over the, the, over the line. Well, it's easier to cover what you see because it's actually in your vision. It's, yeah. it's in your grasp. And that's that's more attainable than something you can't see. So exactly. That's understandable. You don't covet the movie star no. that you see on Saturday night down in Los Alamos or whatever because it's just on the screen. You covet the thing every day, even though you know it's wrong, even though you know it's not right for you. Even if you were single, you're not married, you still know it's probably not right for you. You covet what you see every day. Which is a lesson for all of you kids out there. Um, Life lessons from Bob. Relationship Learning lessons. Learning with Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> Learning with Hannibal is correct. Um, but, th- I mean, that's the truth. And he sees it. He covets it. He goes too far. Again, we have a mistake made. And really the interesting thing is Paloma, it appears, didn't tell Liza what happened. No, because I don't think Paloma would. But another interesting thought, too, is that we now know Liza knows a great deal of Spanish, too, that she was hiding. Exactly. So, 
And, you know, knowing that little detail about Liza, how much did Liza actually know about Paloma and Frank? Because when they went to Paloma's house and she was, you know, looking around, even sitting on the bed and talking to Frank, like, this is an environment that you like. Yep. I mean, at that moment, I felt like Liza actually knew what was going on. I didn't. And I, she was trying to, like, coax it out of Frank really? to admit it. I felt, like, exactly like that. I, I actually didn't. I thought, this is tough. I guess it goes two ways. The first way is your way, and the second way is mine. And the difference is, the key scene on this one, the pivotal scene is, did Paloma quit like Liza said she quit, or did Liza fire her? We don't know what really happened. We just know Liza's account. That's true, because we only saw the end result. Exactly. So if she quit like she said she quit, maybe Liza had no idea, which is what I'm going to say. I say Liza didn't know. I think the cabin thing was just was just, was just just a true statement, like Frank likes that cabin in Mount Shasta or whatever. And that's just an innocent statement Liza made. But if it's your theory where Liza was trying to coax it out of Frank, mm-hmm. then maybe Liza fired her and said, here's 20 bucks, go away. Don't ever come back. Yeah, and I think so too. Because also when Paloma left, she said Brennan's Brennan's swear which is actually good luck. Yeah. So I think from just that line, I think Paloma was let go out of her uh, her own accord. Meaning Liza, yeah, Liza fired her and against Paloma's desire. I gotcha. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's an interesting thing, and I guess I don't know if we'll ever know that or if it even matters. It just it felt like Liza knew right then and there. Because once we know that Liza knew uh, a great deal of Spanish over the last few months that yeah. Frank has so-called been gone. So it might have just been another reason why to learn Spanish if she did know this whole time that Frank's been sleeping with her. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know. I I, I feel like knowing – this is tough. Liza's a tough woman and a smart woman. I feel like she would have called him on it. But I think she's also smart enough to pick her battles and say the war is very important. Frank's job is very important. Our relationship has not been good anyways. So if I pick this battle and yell at him now, it may be over. Something really bad may happen. We've got a daughter who's here. Let's kind of get out, get out of this situation before we deal with it. So maybe Liza's smart enough to be devastated. You could see she was – Definitely Devastated. devastated. I think Liza knew. That's interesting. I I have a feeling, you know, I'm going to say just now, Liza knew. Okay. Well, let's open it up to the fans then. Yeah. If you're listening on iTunes or, or, or watching on YouTube, comment below or tweet us at Serafini TV at Bobby DeMiro. We'll give them later in the show too. But tweet us, did Liza know? Has Frank been caught? Frank's been cheating. Has he been caught? He's Does been Liza caught by know? that one inspector who's been following yeah. him. He but by knows. Liza. But by Liza? Probably not by Liza. But Liza knew. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, does she know? Like, did yeah. she catch him in the sense that she knows? Mm-hmm. You think so? I think so. All right, that's interesting. She, oh. just like, because Liza's such an intelligent, educated woman. She's smart enough to pick up on that. And she's street smart enough, you exactly. feel like. And she, yeah, she knows how to talk to certain people, get things that she wants. I mean, we saw from, like, the first, second episode. It was like, this is how you, you get, yeah. you know, drugs. I mean, yeah, like, definitely. she knows who to talk to, what's going on in the environment, in the whole place that they're at all right i think she knew i'll disagree with you i'll say she didn't know just for the purposes of debate right. and we'll see what people say but awesome. yeah tell us in youtube comments or on twitter did liza know that frank was cheating on her um, and, and also there was that quick moment when paloma went to go hug frank first rather than herself and it was a big hug with frank and mm-hmm. sort of a more oh i have to hug you to hug yeah i have to hug you so it's not as obvious yeah yeah. So so that begs the question. The last question on Paloma and Frank before we move on is, 
does Paloma have feelings for Frank? It I, wasn't just physical cheating. I, f- I think Paloma does. Oh. I mean, and, and that's also, it was harder on Paloma when she got fired from Liza and saying good luck to Frank. Be like, you know she doesn't want to leave. She doesn't want to leave Frank. That's too bad. I wish she hadn't. I wish she didn't have feelings. It makes it so much more complicated. The question yeah. then is, does Frank have feelings? Maybe. Maybe. Based on some of those scenes we've seen the last few episodes with her and with Paloma and Frank, maybe. Well, we obviously know that Frank generally just cares for yeah. Paloma. I mean, she's worked with them for how long? So yeah. I think it's definitely on that just genuine, um, you know, affection for that that matter. Yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting. That's making me a little hot under the collar. <laughs> just nervous. I'm just nervous for everybody involved. This is a bad situation. Why are you doing it? Don't do it. Why is everyone doing anything? <laughs> Why is everybody doing anything? Goodness. Commit. Just commit. Just commit. That's it. Just commit. Yeah. Just commit. Relationship advice with Bobby and Marissa. There you go. <laughs> really overly I mean, simple relationship it's, advice. It's hard because we're living in today's society rather than theirs in a very. But small but even even when we put our but much it's the more principles, and that's the thing. Even if we put our much more liberal morals not politically but like you know socially liberal morals mm-hmm. onto this environment and we're still saying don't cheat just commit imagine what the pressure would have been in the 40s but you know people were doing so it people have been doing it for all of eternity for, yeah forever. yeah it's not like it's a new thing that started in the 80s or something this has been going <laughs> on um but it, it was dealt differently back then yeah and it was much more shameful. It's still shameful now. Yeah. But it was much, much more, more shameful then. So, Today is more accepted. We're talking like I mean, we know about the 40s. Wrong, but back in the 40s, like we, like, like we were yeah, alive. It happens. Back in the 40s, back in our day, in mm. 1940, whatever, 1939, 1940, um, like we know. <laughs> like, yeah, we totally yeah. know. We totally know. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, let's move on to our last topic. The only people who aren't cheating on the show today. Give them a round of applause. All yes. right. Good let's job, talk man. Dunlavy and Callie. Um, you want to talk about assertive women? Oh, yeah. Get a Callie. Holy Callie, man. Go and get it. I can't blame her, though. How many young guys... What does she have to choose from on the base? There doesn't appear to be a lot there. I know there's a lot of no. soldiers, but Dunlavy is one of the youngest youngest, and Callie is still... Do we know her age exactly? Is she 16 or 17? She's definitely a teenager, though. Yeah. yeah. So she's that age. There's a lot of maybe 20-year-old soldiers. We haven't seen a ton of guys as young and as green as Dunlavy. So it appears like he's her only option. And, well, and also, Callie kind of likes the adventure and thrill knowing that Dunleavy killed someone already i yeah. mean there's there's some uh, i don't know danger within him some more adventurous side of him i would disagree with you on this i think it's the opposite way Dunleavy killed somebody but i think callie recognizes he was way in over his head and i mm-hmm. think the thing callie likes about Dunleavy because she's been so assertive is she can take charge and she's like, take your shirt off or I'm going to scream. And the look on his face, I think that like, gives her okay. more pleasure than whatever's going on between them. She knows that she can run the show. She can take charge. He is so green, so innocent. She's kind of, I mean, remember, they're from New Jersey. Callie and that family are, are were mm-hmm. at Princeton or whatever. And Dunleavy's this Iowa corn boy. And again, I mean, Princeton in the 40s was not like down the road from New York. But I think Callie probably sees herself as East Coast, bigger city, Bigger whatever, you know, a little more cosmopolitan. She wears the pants in that Exactly. I'm going to show this Iowa corn boy how it goes. And mm-hmm. I think she takes legitimate pleasure just kind of 
pushing his buttons. She's attracted to him, but I think she likes to push his buttons with this and says, I'm going to show you mine. Now show me yours. I already showed you mine. I run the show. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> I run the show. Now time to reciprocate. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time to put up or shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. then she's, and then she's talking to him when they're looking up to the stars, talking to him about like life and philosophy and, and, and Greek mythology and all that sort of yeah. stuff. And it's like, Dunleavy doesn't know. No. He has no idea. It's like, what conversation do you have with a 16, 17 year old girl where she's talking to you about Greek mythology? How many times has that ever happened? You know. All the time. Dunleavy, <laughs> that never happened to him in Iowa. I guarantee you growing up. No. So yeah. that's, that's. I mean, and also for Dunleavy, this is probably the first girl he's ever been with. Probably. Probably. As green as he is about everything, probably. Probably. Callie, Callie, probably not. No, she knows what's up. She knows what's going on. It's surprising. Like I give it to the women. They're they're a lot hey. more sexually active in this show. If you than... can, if you can get it, go and get it. Yeah. You know, I mean, why not? Be safe. But if you can get it, yeah. and if you're Callie but... and Dunleavy with no commitments, the adults need to learn something about these young people's relationship. They don't have any of their commitments. They're not married. They're not in relationships. So they are free to do something like this. But like you said in before earlier after shows that you said that the women in this show are more worldly. They're they know more about that. They have more like life experience because they live yeah. life, and the men just work. That's mm-hmm. the difference. <laughs> the men are just working guys, and we don't know everything about all the guys. But the men are always working, are always at the desk, and the women, yes, they're gossiping, yes, they're doing whatever, but they're also more in tune to everything that goes on around them. Mm-hmm. They're more observant. Yeah. So, and they have to be because they don't have anything to do. And they know how people interact with each other rather than. The guys right now, they know how all the technical math and logistics of how operations work, but not people. Exactly. Yeah. This is going to be an interesting one with Charlie, or with uh, Dunleavy and and Callie. Callie's Girl Scout outfit, not so good. No. Not so good. good. No, not so good. That was kind of funny, though. And an interesting scene, now that we're talking about Callie, with her and Frank, with her and her dad, talking about how she wants to go back to Princeton and get out of here. And Frank tells her, he's like, they'll be back in Princeton soon. So, uh, obviously... She wants an education. Yeah, she wants an education. We know what happens temporally with the war and how long this will take. But they're kind of, I think at the breaking point and they're ready to go. Callie has wanted to leave since we've seen her. Yeah. We know Liza wants to leave. She does not even want to be there. So this is, I mean, this is what's going to destroy the families, even more than cheating. The cheating for all these people in the sex, even for Callie, which, by the way, well, I'll make it in prediction time, but the cheating for all these people is a byproduct of too much time on their hands, isolation, boring city, away from home. I know everybody's working hard and Frank works hard, but he's still bored. Because he's just working and there's nothing else to do. There's no fulfillment besides work. And so the cheating is just a byproduct of when you dump people down in this situation, this is the kind of stuff that's going to happen. And it gets, you know, incestuous. Yeah, it's also just the environment that they're in. They're literally forced to be together. So you might as well hook up with each other. Yeah, it's like Big Brother or Real World. It's like Real Mm -hmm. World Los Alamos. Pretty much. That's actually exactly what it is. You're in the vicinity. It's... It's there. It's real world Los Alamos. I wish we had Roxy Stryer in here so she oh, could goodness. do the real world like opening thing. You know, this is the story about seven strangers picked to live in a house. Blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? Yep. She could do it for real world Los Throw Alamos. Throw together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, and have their lives taped together to see what happens when people stop being polite. Yeah. And it's start a real getting real. Thing. <laughs> it is it's a, a real, real thing. world. Um, all right, we're not going to talk about the real yeah. world on this episode. Although, for what it's worth, the episode is called "The New World." Mm-hmm. Not yep. too far away. No. Pretty, pretty spot on. I know how you feel about reality TV, though, so I'll give you a break. We'll, we'll go back to the show. <laughs> um, let's talk about... I don't want to ask you about the Kardashians on air because you're going to swear. Let's <laughs> let's talk about predictions. Let's just get to predictions right now. 
And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. Where, uh, where do we even begin? Oh, well, the hard thing is there's so many different relationships. So obviously, the questions are like, who's going to find about who first? And also, we'll start with Han. Because we know do, that. We, you know what we need to do is make a flow chart. We do. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get on that. Do okay. it. I'll start creating one. For, <laughs> for, for Helen, we know that like, she was supposed to have that letter from Abby. Yeah. So, and she threw that away. She purposely threw that away. So she, oh, going off of that, I think she actually knew that. So, so then she would have known. Yeah. yeah. Charlie was, um, so she knows the extent of her actions that she could have literally been a homewrecker and wrecked that marriage. Yeah. Um, so I think, Abby's gonna find out about Helen before Helen's gonna tell Charlie or whatever. Will Charlie find out about Abby cheating? I don't know. Will Elodie, or Elodie, you know, say something first? That's an interesting idea. So, this, now we're gonna see what Abby's <laughs> made of morally and what her character says. Not what she does, not how she speaks, but what, she, what her character actually is. Because if Abby finds out about Charlie and Helen, I'm going to make a prediction that Abby will flip out on Charlie, thinking that there's no way that Charlie will know my secret. I'm mm-hmm. mad at you, Charlie. You almost cheated. Oh, by the way, I went a little bit further and I actually did cheat. <laughs> actually but you're did. never going to find that out, so I get to be mad at you. That's that's an interesting relationship there. And if Charlie finds out that Abby was the one who actually cheated, Charlie may have messed up, but Abby messed up worse. Yeah. Look out. Look out. And will LD actually be the one to, to spill all that? I think the only way Elodie would spill all that is if her arrangement gets messed up. I'm assuming she wants something physical, whether she's truly attracted to Abby or she just wants to scratch the itch. But she wants something physical, and if Abby messes that up in any way, I think Elodie could turn on her. Because Abby and Elodie don't trust each other yet. They're not friends who are like, no. hey, we have to do this. They're not. It's not like two friends who, as bad as it is, decide, like, this is the way it is and here are the rules. They don't trust each other like that. Elodie is kind of predatorial too mm-hmm. and i think if elodie doesn't get what she wants from abby and doesn't get what she expects and needs to scratch the itch i think then she could turn on abby go to charlie mess the whole thing up yeah I, no exactly abby's in a abby's in a tough position. abby's in over her head she, she wasn't thinking but I, i'm good on charlie for not cheating though could you see helen and elodie getting together Yes. <laughs> I don't know if it would matter even for the show. It would just be like a thing. No, but Helen yes. is just going to work her way down the line, it well, appears. We know Helen takes advantage of situations. Elodie takes advantage of situations. Put them together, boom. Although maybe that would cancel each other out. It's like a magnet. Maybe that would cancel each other out in the sense that they couldn't take two advantage of each against, other. Two alpha yeah. females against each other. And alpha females or alpha people kind of know that I don't want to go up against another alpha because that's a tough battle. I want to find a beta so I can just win for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe they maybe, don't. Maybe, maybe. But I find the personalities are still kind of related in some way that they could actually hook up. And if they did hook up, I don't know if Helen's attracted to women like Elodie obviously is, but if they did hook up, it would it would consistently scratch the itch for both of them. They could both be like, hey, this is what we want. Maybe, maybe. we'll do it together. You know, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I, it would actually add a very different dimension. Yes. Our other prediction uh, grouping. We went through Helen, Charlie, Abby, Abby, and Elodie. Let's talk about Frank, Liza, Paloma, Callie, and Dunlavy. I'm going to make a prediction for you. We it. should see this coming from a mile away. No pun intended. Callie is going to get pregnant. Mm, okay. Without a doubt. It's so obvious. Yeah. She has to. 
Maybe not Callie. Maybe Paloma would get pregnant. We'll I think find out. I think Callie will get pregnant because of the Dunlavy Frank Winter, uh, uh, you know, situation with Sid Lau, and how Frank. I know Frank doesn't blame Dunlavy specifically. He more blames the process and the government and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just going to create a whole lot of tension on top of the teenage pregnancy tension, the unmarried <laughs> teenage pregnancy in Los Alamos. And it would that would be. Time, yeah. So you have the real world and sixteen and pregnant combined oh, in Los goodness. Alamos. All these reality all shows. All your best reality shows. Um, do not knock 16 and pregnant. I will take you knocking the real world and I will swallow that and just sit here politely. All right. Do moving not on. knock Manhattan, 16. Yes. <laughs> um, and I think, okay. I think Callie I can, gets pregnant. I can, yeah, I can see Callie getting pregnant, which will definitely add more tension between the whole Team Charlie project and Team Frank project. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that'd be an interesting thing. And mm-hmm. what about Paloma I, getting pregnant? Do you think Paloma could get? Is I, I don't mean to be insensitive, but is Paloma too old? Paloma and Liza are both older. So well, I, mean, I, no, I mean, I get, I get that. I get where you come from. What are the chances? Is but what I'm saying. How interesting and how dramatic would it be just for writing devices to get have Paloma? Of course, the cheating, the 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 woman who cheated get pregnant. Have Liza completely confirm her suspicions with Paloma and yeah. be like, yeah, I knew this whole time. Yeah. Boom. 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 That would be something. Don't cheat, you'll get pregnant. That's Don't what cheat. the thing should be. Don't cheat, you'll get pregnant. If that happened with Paloma getting pregnant and, I don't know, Helen getting, well, they didn't cheat, but if they ever do, Helen getting pregnant or something on some level, look out. Oh, yeah. We're just totally spitballing now. <laughs> we are All speculating right. here. That's it this week on the show, guys. Social media links. We gave out our Twitter earlier, but Marissa, where can they find you on Twitter and Instagram? You can follow me there at Serafini TV. I'm on Twitter at Bobby Demiro. I'll do Snapchat again. I'm on Snapchat at Bobby Demiro. I get a lot of Snapchats. It's just my name, Bobby Demiro. Send me a snap. I will snap you back. Unfortunately, Marissa doesn't have Snapchat because she's not fun. No. Um, so again, our I'm professional. <laughs> I'm not fun. I'm professional. Snapchat is is professional. Sure. Whatever, man. We're going to fight after the show. Before we go fight after the show, remember our poll question for you guys on YouTube and iTunes. Tweet us or comment on YouTube is, did Liza know? Does Liza specifically know that Frank was cheating with Paloma? And what happened in that situation where Paloma left? Was she fired or did she leave of her own accord? It's going to be interesting. Uh, I think Liza's going to find out about Paloma. We'll see. Mm -hmm. That's it this week on Manhattan, guys. We'll see you a week from today for the next episode. For Marissa, I'm Bobby. Good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.